to another episode of Justin the Food Entrepreneur's Podcast. I'm Justin Bizarro. I'm your host. That's B-I-Z-Z-A-R-R-O. And today I have back with us Marcy of Marcy's Pet Kitchen. How are you doing today, Marcy? I'm doing great. Thank you so much. I hope you're doing well, too. And I'll ask, and we'll, I know this Entrepreneur Podcast, but I feel it's a relevant topic just because... Uh, and I know we'll probably get more into it because we're going to do a Centurion Leadership Battalion podcast and I want to talk about it. But sure. I just want to prep everyone. You're in Florida right now and I know you're in the Tampa side of Florida, but Florida obviously has just gone through something horrific. Yeah, like Fort Myers area and Sanibel Island were pummeled. It's just absolutely awful. It was so awful. And like just seeing the video footage like 24-7 was just, it was so upsetting to watch. And people lost like everything. And so I think that one of the things we'll talk about um, on that episode, just so the audience knows, and, and Marcy's an amazing leader and what she's done and her business and, and everything like that. So I just want to, you know, emphasize that and just let everyone know we are going to be doing another one. And I enjoy our talks very much. So I'm looking forward to that Thank one. Thank you. And so I just wanted to let the audience know, and I think it's a good time to do it being what Florida's going through, uh, it's close to home and you are a leader in your community, especially with animals. And I think yeah. a lot of animals were hit hard during the disaster oh, as well. they were completely displaced. I mean, I was watching, you know, um, news, you know, saying that they needed other shelters to take them in and it's all over Instagram. And I would turn to my husband, I'm like, I want to take one of these dogs. And he's like, no more dogs. <laughs> so, but I'm like, just to shelter one, like, you know, I mean, anything you could do is, is awesome. You know, these poor dogs, like they were down in Fort Myers and cats and so forth. And they ended up, you know, in Tampa and their families. And it's just, it's heartbreaking. It's an amazing thing to me, and I always say it on, especially on the Centurion Leadership Podcast, I don't really get into it in the Entrepreneur Podcast, but mm -hmm. just, I like, I truly believe that as humans, as sort of a higher being on this planet and having oversight the way that we do over things and, and the power that we have and responsibility, mm -hmm. that, that dogs... One is just such an important stepping stone of our connection with the rest of the animal kingdom in our home. Absolutely. And it's like there's so many families that don't have pets. And I get it. You don't. They're a responsibility. So are children. Yeah. And you have them anyway. Yeah. And so it's like, but it's like this important thing that we don't realize that this connection that we need. And whether it's a cat, it's a dog, especially from shelters that need sure. families. You know, and Absolutely. they're good dogs and they're not puppies, so you don't have to train them. And, the, you know, there's things like that that you can look for, um, especially yeah. now because there's a lot of displaced animals, particularly yeah. coming out of Florida. And I mean, I remember during COVID, a lot of people took up because they had a lot of anxieties. They took up, you know, owning a pet, whether it be a cat, dog, bird, so on and so forth, you know, and it really helped them. But, you know, soon after we all went back to work, it was, you know, on the news, they were saying some really important topics like your dog or your cat or what have you is used to you being home, how to present, prevent anxiety for them now, now that you're gone or your schedules changed, you know? So that was, it was good because we were able to adopt more pets and so forth but no I, I hear you completely you know dogs um there's something just so beautiful about them and having that connection and developing that connection it's just great you know i mean some people with horses and most people it's not horses yes. anymore but there horses are those are people so beautiful yeah but you see that okay and there's yeah. a connection you understand that that person made an animal connection and they they enjoy horses and riding them and mm -hmm. you can see it when you know a horse person you know a horse person yeah and we often talk about cat ladies or whatever but we know what they are but we're looking at it like it's a bad thing, although it's our connection with the exactly. way everything is. And that's one of the most important things. I think we sort of, the more evolved and advanced we become as humans, mm -hmm. the less we understand our connection and how important it is with we're nature. Also, we're not living in the now. I mean, that takes practice, you know, yeah, like Eckhart yeah. Tolle's book, The Now. Um, it takes a lot of practice, but, you know, you can do it. You just have to catch yourself on the little things. Be like, I'm here right now. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm sensing. This is what I'm feeling, you know, and that's like, a starter way to start to feel like how to be in the now, how to, you know, with your pet or what have you, you know, so just to get an, you know, understanding of where you are in this moment. And I like you know, that because 
I always <laughs> find this like you see people walking their dogs and stuff. They're that's they're always on their phones. Like, yeah, that is the moment. Like in life, like that little dog is like your little angel telling you right now, put everything away, leave your phone at home. Yeah, obviously if it's not not a safety concern, but sure. it's. It's like you, you need to detach from humans, from the world around you, and be in where you are now. Enjoy nature. Yep. Enjoy what you have. Take a moment. Appreciate the dog, the life that you have, the yes. family that you have. But when we constantly have our phones or we're not taking the time we're to even spend with our am- animals, you know, yeah. We're on autopilot, and quite frankly, I don't get the luxury anyway of trying to use my phone walking my dog because he walks me, and I know I need someone to come and show me how to, like, you know, take the the lead on that, but (laughs) he always walks me. He's 90 pounds, so (laughs) I go flying when he... (laughs) Yeah, I have two, and they're roughly average 35 pounds each, Mm -hmm. and that's 60 pounds of pulling, and they still walk pretty hard, so... exactly. I end up like walking, running, <laughs> like that yeah. mixture of walking, running, you know, because I can't keep up. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. tell me, let's talk about, you know, let's talk about you as an entrepreneur. I know we're going to get really into to you as a leader, but I want to talk to everyone about your business. And, you know, we've talked about it in the past. So anyone who wants to go back and listen to 181, um, there is the first episode, but I think for everyone listening, we can give a quick synopsis and just like, why did you start this? Um, why pet snacks? Um, why the pet food business in general? Um, and sort of all these years later, you're still going, you've had transitions and tribulations. Yeah. So what has that been like? So I'm sort of just going to give you the floor and and let you update the audience and sort sure. of tell your story, um, get everyone up to speed. Well, I try to be as organized and strategic with my finances, of course, because you don't want to waste money. So I was trying to do everything right from the first time, like register your name, um, the Marcy's Pet Kitchen, you know, do all the packaging properly, um, although there's always trial and error during the creative process. Um, basically, I'd started off um, doing Barkley Bites. Um, that was just making treats around my neighborhood. It was literally this time last year that I changed the name to Marcy's Pet Kitchen and really launched it because stores wanted them. Um, and, you know, I was getting the name because obviously Barkley Bites couldn't be um, trademarked because there's Barkley's Bakery, there's Barkley's everything. So we went with Marcy's Pet Kitchen and it was literally a year this this month that I launched it. So, so much has happened since then. Um, it really taken it to another level because they're in stores around Tampa and St. Pete. Um, like Rollin' Oats um, is a grocery store, health food grocery store uh, locally to Tampa and St. Pete. They're in um, holistic dog um, pet shops with dog supplies and so forth. Um, no, it's been really exciting. I've also um, reached out and had people reach out to me, like boarding facilities for dogs. They purchase them at like a wholesale cost. So there's a lot of great things that have happened since I started. But yes, there were many trials and tribulations. <laughs> um, I'm at the point now back, well, back then it was, you know, trying to build up some inventory now i'm at the point where i can't build up inventory because i can't keep up with it so i'm doing the best i can um i recently took on a partner and she's absolutely phenomenal she's also a female-owned biz as well in the pet industry and um you know together we're going to do amazing amazing things i mean we're already at the point like i said where we need some heavy duty inventory um we're going to be on amazon soon Um, Just a lot of great things happening. Um, We even partnered up um, about mm, five months ago. I partnered up with this awesome um, pub and eatery called Irish 31. They have six locations, I believe, around Tampa um, in the Florida area. And they're just phenomenal. And I make peanutty pints for them because they're a pub. So the dogs is dog friendly. They have a dog menu with two other items and peanutty pints on there. So that was that was an adorable um, partnership, and it was great. So there's just a lot of great things going on. You know, it, it definitely come very far since I last spoke with you. Okay, you know, so but, I love this. Yeah. Okay, because mm-hmm. I want to talk about two things. Okay, sure. Let's talk about two things, and I I I 
I weirdly joke about this and it's and I'm and I'm going to say it jokingly but there's a part of truth and pattern that I see in this okay and one of the things is we're seeing with COVID and working at home that we're seeing a lot of individuals that have this newfound attachment to animals like we were just Mm -hmm. talking about like and it's very very important okay and these humans start are, are seeing the world differently a little bit they're seeing the um, the animals in their life as a more well we talked about it's not like just lock the door and my dog's at home and that's the no, end of it and i see therapeutic the, for them yep yeah. it becomes therapeutic it's a part of their lives they travel with them they hike with them they go out to eat with them mm-hmm. and so which this trend has led to another trend. And I know everyone, like I'm one, I believe COVID has just destroyed a lot of economics and stuff, but there's these weird little trends that are coming out of it like this, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. this newfound attachment to animals as humans where we found in and almost a softening around it and, yeah. and almost a purpose and finding, okay, we are humans. Like, okay, we're responsible for growing other humans but we're also responsible for the other animal kingdom too and it's almost in a subtle way and it's not like an obvious light bulb in someone's head but what it's leading to in this human thing is things like in in denver like we have lazy dog which is a dog friendly restaurant it's huge Mm -hmm. it does a ton of business they're always busy there's always people there with their families and their dogs many pubs um that are dog friendly um and it's just like, you know, I want to reach out to them as well. But, you know, I also know that what I have with Irish 31 is exclusively for Irish 31 only, yeah. which would be the, the peanutty um, pints. Yeah. But I mean, they could always take my treats and then give them out. I mean, there's just a lot that, you know, these companies can do. I mean, they get such wonderful foot traffic. And I just love the premise of having a dog friendly. And I think there's probably ways around it. I think one of the things that you're discovering here as a business is, and when you're in food is it's, you have to produce your products, obviously, but you Mm got to be able to have an open mind to produce specialties for certain people that never end up on a retail shelf. Because why those clients are your best clients. They're repeat clients. You don't have to negotiate all the time. They have good business. You guys have mutual gain. You have a mutual mm-hmm. understanding about animals in this case, particularly dogs. And mm-hmm. so there's this win-win environment around these where in retail, you're fighting with a lot of other entrepreneurs and and opinions yeah. and people who want to buy stuff. So if you, you know, building a reputation, it's not only pushing your brand, it's what you just did, Marcy, which is solving that solution for someone. Which is, is really hard because I'll tell you, like, um, when we, I guess we spoke about like a year ago today, it would be like in October. Um, but since then, I had my sales jump from January to August, they hit over a thousand times. So it was amazing because when you think about it and you know, I have the advertising and marketing background, but when you, when you start promoting a product, assuming you kind of nailed it the first time, even though you go through a lot of like visual iterations over time and it changes, but they, um, yeah, like it's hard to get consumers to even recognize your band, never mind trust it, you know, within six months to a year. So the fact that, you know, there was an increase in sales that much, I mean, was unbelievable I mean, it made me feel good like a testament like i do know what i'm doing because a lot of creatives are always like maybe there's a better way to do it maybe there's you know another way to do the packaging or you know do the social media but you have consistency you have drive and you have a good messaging base and it starts out well yeah and this is the thing i love this because one of the things you just touched upon um intentionally i think and unintentionally is People often try to hack life. Like, let's find a life hack. Let's find a life hack to be an entrepreneur. Oh, if I just use social media and not use one-on-one, it's going to work. You know, because everyone's like, oh, we just push the button now and we advertise on Facebook and we're going to get clients. It's just... It doesn't work that way. It's a, people don't really, that's a reminder. That's a reminder yeah, that you're exactly. reminding them that you exist. But if you don't build the customer service relationship in the first place or exactly. that bond or solving that problem for someone in the first place, there is no word of mouth, which is what I believe you're experiencing right now. Because I believe yeah. that most businesses don't look at business the way you just did and the way you pivoted, particularly 
into the space that you did so far ahead. There's how many people now that know your brand and your business that are also someone else's customers and you collaborated with someone. Everyone thinks it's an Instagram thing, but technically we've been doing it since business has ever been done is you basically collaborated with someone to share clients. Yeah. Well, I mean, like a lot of them, I'll be honest, I'd gotten on my own and through word of mouth, but the messaging had been consistent. So people began seeing it over and over, like two posts a week, three posts a week for over six months. And people are like, you know, and people have abandoned their carts before. I've seen it on um, my the back, you know, end of my computer. And you're saying, like, what is the what is it that? you know, makes them so anxious that they can't pull the trigger. You know what I mean? And so you're thinking to yourself, am I not a big brand yet? Is that why? Or, you know, is the cost maybe a little much because they have to pay $5 in shipping? I mean, you can't please everybody. But at the same time, the people that are willing to try your product, seeing it out there, seeing the ingredients when they go on your website, will know, like, this is a good thing. And, you know, they'll do it. But there are part of the population that are a little apprehensive to pull the trigger. And that's okay, too. And they'll find, you know, their niche to to be able to get um, comfortable with it. But, you know, it's my job, too, to figure out, you know, what is bringing them anxiety? Like, why didn't they pull the trigger? And that's kind of hard because it's like shooting in the dark. I mean, there's some obvious things like could be finances. It could be that I'm like a new brand that they just heard of for the past year. But like, what are the other things? Because if you can find the answers, we might be able to change some stuff on the packaging to tackle it, you know? So there's a lot of, you know, nuances that come up, you know? One of the things I find particularly in, in pet food is brand loyalty usually, um, mm-hmm. comparatively um, to other industries. And mm-hmm. one of the things that I'm just going to touch upon is, and and believe me, I'm guilty of this too, is when it comes to animals, we tend to feed them the same things over and over and over and over again, same mm-hmm. pet food, same snacks. But it is important that animals get the same variations in their diet that we do as humans. Sure. It's important that they get variation of nutrients and vitamins, all animals. Yeah. Um, so... Like that's the way nature intended it. So, and that's the way our bodies are built as mammals in particular and all animals. But mm-hmm. I think what you just touched upon is something also important and why anyone listening, I encourage you guys to go try, you know, any product out there. I encourage you to try organic stuff. See if your dog acts better or happier mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, but they have to know to give it some time because it yeah. processes in the body. So I think Correct. it's a few weeks you have to give it time. But Correct. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. I've seen the same thing. You know, we're like, we have an older dog and we've been messing around with all the arthritis food and all that stuff thinking that that's what's going wrong. Well, mm-hmm. we just were like, okay, well, that's not working. Like we're still having to supplement something. We're missing something here. Not like yeah. we shouldn't supplement, but and we eventually just figured out, got them off a of grain food, which is not great for dogs, but we're like, maybe that's it. And yeah. like, he's a totally different dog. He runs around, he chases the ball, he, he jumps on the couch. He even had an allergy to yeah, it. You exactly. Know what I mean? A lot of these dogs, like I have a silver lab and they're known to have crazy allergies. We changed his food to Purina Pro Plan um, where the proteins are completely broken down. It's like, think of a baby that can't digest protein in their formula. You have to like get yeah. the broken down formulas, which clearly are more expensive. And then what, what I had to do with my son is I had to like boil it to break it down even more. So that's kind of what we have with, with Barkley, our silver lab. So we changed his food, but he has um, some serious allergies and that comes with part of the breed. So we have to give him Zyrtec every day. So, or a point every month. So, yeah, I hear you. Because not only, you know, food isn't always the culprit. Sometimes it's just like allergies. So we, it took us time to find that because we switched his food over in a month. He was still red and had hot spots on him. And we're like, you know, we found out he had allergies just to everyday, you know, outdoor allergies. It's just oh, yeah. crazy. All right. So, I mean, we're, I keep getting us off topic. So, okay. <laughs> I really want to talk about this. So, I mean, one of the things I think is hugely important is you talked about that one-on-one experience. Like, you're building a relationship. You understand the relationship between a human and a canine, for, sure. for lack of a better term, yeah, between sure. us and our dogs. Mm-hmm. And there's a huge bond there, right? Like it's a it's a huge bond, and you're also not only know that there's a bond there, but you're trying to build a bond with your 
customers sure. and their dogs in, in a way that builds a business. And so Absolutely. talk to me about, you said you work on it and it's your clients and you're adding a one by one and word of mouth. I believe that's hugely important. And I think everyone thinks there's some trick. But mm -hmm. I mean, how do you do it? I mean, it's a grind, right? I want to emphasize that it's a, a daily grind just trying to keep yeah. up with it. So let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, like, nor like normally a lot of people would have to outsource this to somebody. Um, and just doing creative, which is normally my wheelhouse um, for other clients, you know, a lot of people will say, oh, I want to do this. I'll only do social media for a month and I, you know, I'm going to see results. It doesn't work that way. It's taken me, you know, upwards to a year before I saw that increase in sales, like that, that huge increase in sales, which just shows that, you know, time, it takes time. You can't rush it. And, you know, a lot of these posts that I create, I encourage people to send me anything about their dogs when they're giving them treats when they're running around whatever when they're cuddling with them i mean that's a really great way i love to take photos when i'm at farmers markets or anywhere anyone has their dogs with the treats of the human too you know just showing that bond you know and getting i'm a big proponent of like getting out the energy that's on this camera you know what i mean like really getting that energy to um you know, um, show itself and, and really permeate through, you know, the messaging. So that was really huge as well. Um, and then just, you know, having great customer service and getting back to people in a reasonable time, you know, is very important, you know, and, and even checking up on their pets. Like one of our clients, our customers, she is like one of my number ones. She's amazing. And she sends me pictures of her senior dog, her little dog. She has, um, I believe, three dogs. And they're so adorable. And so I'll reach out to her. How's your baby doing? How are the dog's doing? You know, and she even asked me, she's like, are you making a pumpkin one? Because I love to make a pumpkin all natural treat with the pre and probiotics in them for the sensitive tummies. But I said, not just yet. I said, however, I don't mind sneaking in a batch for you. You know, when you were just like you were saying, going out of your way to um, make them happy. And, you know, that's what I'm all about, you know, is making the dogs happy, making the consumers happy, you know, having them feel good that they can actually see the ingredients that they're feeding in the treat, like literally see them just like what we're eating off of a plate. We see them. So, you know, you can see them too for your dog. And it's just, you know, it's exciting. It's just, you got to be very um, empathetic and, and really have the connection with people to, to just naturally go out of your way for them, you know? And I think it's, it's an incredible thing because one of the things I, I think that word of mouth does is it allows us to build the foundation properly. And the trust, exactly. And the trust. And because I will tell you from my own experience that that it, it you can get a lot of business through the right marketing. It can be manipulative. I do see people do that, and it rushes business in their door. Mm -hmm. And um, Or they hit it big, and they have a good idea, and they're like, okay, let's market it now. And they get ahead of themselves, and they push it onto social media, and all these orders and stuff come in, or all these people mm -hmm. start coming in the door. And even in, from my own experience, I can tell you this, that you can sometimes unintentionally even market your business and cause a trend that you're not ready for that could damage your business yeah. on the other side. Because for me... It's like, okay, you do all this, you've, you've built this, but then now you have a reputation, you have all these people coming in the door, you lay out an online thing, but the, the group that you've hired or the people that have even been with you for 20 years don't know how to handle the sudden rush of business because they're exactly. used to handling life as it is. And then you unintentionally put everyone in like this survivor mode, even though I it's know. good that you have business coming in the door. And well, that's so, why, I mean, it's a really great point that you brought up because, I mean, anyone will tell you starting a business because I listen to, you know, a lot of people. It's just I want to hear them out, you know, because everyone's got something important to say. And when you're an entrepreneur, you know, at some point it's going to hit and you just got to, you're not going to be ready. And I remember being like, what am I supposed to do? Logically, I have to be ready, <laughs> you know? And they're like, you're not going to be, you know? Yeah. But I have to say the mindset I've taken this whole entire time that I think I mentioned on last year's podcast is I very much, I'm extremely driven, extremely passionate. However, 
I'm very laid back and I don't force puzzle pieces that don't fit. So for instance, I have a list of places I'd love to get into for stores, but I'm aware that we're amping up inventory. We've developed some more relationships with people. So we're going to be amping up inventory, but until that's done, I'm not going to make a move because you have like one time to make an impression. And if they don't, you know, you don't follow through. I mean, that's bad word of mouth, you know? So I just, I just pace myself, you know? Well, and I, and I agree with you 100% because I will tell you in food, the greatest killer of food comes everyone's always like, and in restaurants, I get it. So I was like, oh, yeah, you know, two out of every three businesses fail in the first whatever year or 90% mm-hmm. in the first three years eventually. And the statistic that they're missing is not, yes, it's a risk, but it's not not the entrepreneur's fault that they failed. That's where I'm mm-hmm. like, it's not like, oh, I just entered the world and the world just kicks out 90% of us. No, yeah. that's not really what happens. What actually really happens, and this is what people think, is the entrepreneur didn't actually fail in the traditional sense that we think they failed. What ends yeah. up happening, particularly in food, which is a majority of the entrepreneurs and a majority of them go in to try to get retail products into business, whether it's pet mm-hmm. foods or whatever, is they go after the big contracts, they get them, they can't handle them, their business goes bust within nine months. Exactly. And so it's, it's like they were doing everything right. It's yeah. just they, except their mindset, they just didn't understand that you do have to think ahead. Like, what relationships can I make? Like, who can I hire? Who can I delegate this to? You know, ahead of time. So when it arises, you've kind of planned for it. You know what I mean? You might be a week behind, let's just say, I'm throwing it out there, but you planned for it and it's in motion. And that's what's so important to do. And I, you know, I figured that out because, you know, I'm very eager to get them into more stores. And I'm thinking to myself, I got to like slow it down just a little bit. Don't force anything. Wait till, you know, we get more inventory in and they're the right, perfect quality that they're supposed to be and so on and so forth. So, yeah. Yeah, because if they don't sell off the shelf, you've got to take it back in a lot of cases or it's disposed of. So you lose it and you don't get paid for it. So. A lot of people get so far ahead of themselves, a lot of humans, entrepreneurs, particularly in the food space, or anyone who goes into retail that has a tangible item, I forewarn Mm -hmm. you because I see this. I literally have seen like seven companies we did business make this mistake. They get around the two and a half year, three year mark, we're going to make it, we got the big contract, let's grab it. They can't handle the production, they can't handle logistics, they can't handle the sourcing, they can't handle the client management. And a perfectly awesome business that could have kept growing slowly and got that contract at year 10 instead of year three, where you could have built up, built up revenue, built up a staff, built up a team Mm -hmm. to manage it. Built up your image and your brand and and testimonials and just so many things, you know? And then in 10 years, have the store asking you to go in there versus you trying to get in there, sell it, get the contract, and now trying to sell everything that's not strapped down to to make sure the contract happens. Exactly. And And I mean, I've been pretty lucky. Like there are a lot of um, people that have gone up to me asking that they wanted them wholesale so they can give them out to their dogs at their boarding facilities and things of that nature. Um, When I have approached stores, um, they have been, it's gone very smoothly because they are true to how I, I message them. They are truly limited ingredient have pre and probiotics so they are gentle on tummies which is you know there's not a lot of anything out there in regarding treats it's very very slim um with the pre and probiotics in them unless it's a food or like a food literally or a supplement um there's you know there's just a lot there's just a lot and so these you know these people they just feel comfortable with the product because you can see the ingredients that's gluten-free preservative free animal byproduct free dyes and additive free and the shelf life is 12 months so you know i mean it's kind of hard to dispute that you know and one of the things i love about what you're doing is the probiotics and and stuff because here's like just like humans as we went into processed foods 
we our mm-hmm. stomachs became more sensitive to it. That's why I have the gluten allergies. That's why yep, we have yep. stomach cancers like that went so rampant throughout the 1900s. It's because we went to processed foods and and artificial ingredients. It causes damage because it's an unnatural ingredient into exactly. the body. Exactly, your body wants to just expel that. Yeah. yeah, and it's the same with our dogs. Like they have stomach problems. They've also gone to processed foods as our pets, along with humans, as we've gone to processed foods. So not all animals have this problem, but our dogs happen because they also now have somewhat processed food in mm-hmm. some ways have stomach problems. Yep. So this is a big deal. This is to me, like you see your dogs chewing grass. Okay. That's a natural thing. They're trying to soften their stomach, but if you use probiotics, exactly. it's doing it for them. Now they're not throwing up grass in your house or exactly. eating lots of grass or having it in there. I mean, and there's wonderful supplements for that, but it's great if you have a treat that can just keep up with that. You know exactly. what I mean? That so, keeps the and bacteria and na- stuff going exactly. in there. Exactly. Yeah. And there's prebiotics in them and probiotics. So the pre for the tummy and the probiotics for the gut. So, yeah. and, ten- and you know, and there, there can be tendencies sometimes to have probiotics burn off during cooking processes, but the prebiotics can withstand the heat. So you do have both of them. That's very cool. So yeah. online now, I mean, you talked about the pumpkin one, which I thought was one of the things uh, I'm going to go to this and I'm going to ask the question, but because I forgot to say this, but I think it's important that you have these quality clients, customers mm-hmm. um, that are also telling you what your most popular items are, or the ones they look forward to. And I know pumpkin's a craze, so it's kind of obvious, but it's not obvious. If yeah. someone produced a pumpkin pet treat that wasn't good, people wouldn't ask for it. Yeah, you know, exactly. I don't care if it's pumpkin or not, <laughs> exactly. or there's some manipulation to grab on to the holiday. Mm-hmm. If it's not good, then they're not going to buy it or they're not going to ask you to come back. And like everyone's like, oh, the customer doesn't know anything. Yeah, the customer knows everything. Yeah, they're the ones that are, are purchasing or not purchasing yeah. it. So you got to figure out what's going on in their minds, yeah. you know, and really listen to them. And, I, it's, and it's super important. And it's so the direction of your business is by listening to your customers like they'll be like oh my god you guys should do xyz you're like okay maybe i should do xyz and then you post it somewhere okay guys are we gonna do xyz and people are like oh yeah i love an eggnog cookie i don't know that's probably a bad petri (laughs) but it's like you know something like that that's just a lot of this time you don't have to always be the creative idea like once your customers are engulfed and engaged and loyal Mm -hmm. and invested in your businesses with you um you know in the businesses that I've had start. that I've experienced yeah. that mm-hmm. the ride is a different ride. Are you working hard? Yes, but the results are so much greater than life hacks. That's yeah. the weird part. And by greater, I mean more impactful and influential. It doesn't necessarily yeah, mean more money in the short run. We get so caught up in making money now, we don't understand the influence and impact 10 years from now of the yeah. brand. And that's when we're trying to get to. You're no one's trying to build a company that lasts three years. So don't buy onto yeah. a contract that's possibly going to only make you last a few months. And it's exactly. such a risk. You don't know whether you're going to make it or not. It's where the entrepreneur starts to gamble and not be an entrepreneur, yeah. in my opinion. Well, speaking of like the gambling aspect of it, a lot of people try to do everything in-house, like themselves for the most part. When you're an entrepreneur, you're practically solo or maybe you're doing it with someone. So, you know, if their wheelhouse is numbers and they're in accounting, they're not going to be the ones most likely doing social media, but they may be YouTubing it and trying and not seeing them go places. And it's really important. Like I've always known this that you know you need to delegate when you get to a point you need to delegate and go to the people that really know their stuff get the answers from people that really know their stuff and of course don't forget them because they're helping you build from the beginning and i made sure yes i do advertising and marketing but guess what i can also be too close to the product so i have um this woman kate who is like a sister to me. Um, she has so much consumer marketing experience and I'll reach out to her. I, I joke around. She's like my chief marketing officer, but eventually she will be. But, um, yeah, she'll, she'll give me another side point. Oh, Marcy, you may not want to do this because, and I delegate it out to people I know and get the information that I need, you know, to have done, or I pay someone to do it right because they're a hundred percent in their wheelhouse. So why am I going to compromise things? Because, you know, you know, you're running into this, um, you know, business and it 
creates obviously debts and you have to, you know, pay them on the credit card and things like that. But you're paying for the right people to do the right thing. So ultimately you don't have to go backtrack yourself. And then, you know what I mean? I'm not getting enough hits. I'm not getting enough sales. What am I doing wrong? You're trying to do everything yourself. It, it cannot be done. You have to learn to, you know, one um, one of the things yeah. I love about being an entrepreneur is what exactly it's what you're talking about. It's like your job is to create jobs, right? I have to go yeah. create jobs to support my job so I can grow the business, right? Mm-hmm. And then they need to create jobs so they can grow, so they can support the business. And we need to all everyone needs to constantly in an entrepreneurial business and a growing business, everyone's actually job is to create jobs and grow humans mm-hmm. and obviously support the core values and the product and the service, but in order for the business to be entrepreneurial and grow, like if you the growing the humans and growing ourselves and then creating jobs within the organization by doing our job so well or expanding our job that it needs to be split up or mm-hmm. grown is hugely important. So I love what you just said there. And I don't think a lot of people realize that in an entrepreneurial world is you're constantly trying to build these positions and if you're a really good entrepreneur you build them and find someone who does that particular skill like you just said better than you do where you know it you built it right yeah you barter with them like i'll help you with your bookkeeping i'm just saying if it's a numbers person for x you know the holiday months if you can do this for me i mean there's just so much you could do and if they're willing to do it you know that's great i mean there's there's I there have been times I went to pet stores and I've seen other all natural pet treats, which of course is great to have them on the market. But other than having a craft bag, which is what I have as well, because it keeps the whole um like organic or natural concept fully through, they'll have like a label and they just put in black type the name and what it is. And I'm like, that's not gonna attract people, you know? And I'm like, you they should invest in even asking someone just out of community college or um, college to see if they would tackle something that maybe you can put your input into it just to get an idea. But if you really want to get it right the first time, I would go with someone, you know, a little more advanced just to get it right, you know, because not- this, this, this has to like continue, not just through your packaging, but through your social media, through anything you post, through you know, just everything visual. Yeah, and I know? like this, what you're talking about, because I've never talked about it on either the Leadership Battalion or mm-hmm. on Entrepreneurs, but this is a very, very, very key factor to like building a company in or rebuilding if you're starting over and, and, um, or if you're launching a business, it's that you have resources out there. But if you're an entrepreneur and you're starting and you're going to go to Microsoft to solve your problems, you're not going the right direction. Yes, Microsoft's a good place. You can buy their software. I get it. But if they're going to become your business partner, it's not a good idea. And I'm using Microsoft as an example here, guys, because I want to emphasize this. If you're an entrepreneur, you need to find entrepreneurial businesses to do business with or you are not an entrepreneurial business yourself because yeah what we start to wrap ourselves in especially as we get big corporations and i've experienced this is when you start to wrap yourselves around non-entrepreneurial companies you start to lose that flair that made you a growing successful business in the first place so like always appreciate the people that buy from the small businesses you know and like i personally like to give shout outs now and then to the customers that that happen to be in the pet industry that are local in Tampa or you know in St. Pete talking about their services because it's a great way to help them out because they have no problem saying oh I'm giving my dog these treats they're phenomenal you should reciprocate it back just because they were kind enough to do that and you believe in what they're doing you exactly know? and I think there's- and it doesn't make a mixed message it just looks like you're very supportive and they are too you know yeah, and if you find entrepreneurial businesses that are like yours or you have clients that are out there that believe in what you're doing or customers, sometimes they will volunteer to help you. And yeah. sometimes like you have an entrepreneur that maybe they're an accountant and they started their business five years ago. They know what it's like to be Marcy right now at one year, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Marcy's Pet Kitchens is, you know, at the one year anniversary, they can relate to that. Well, so, hey, you know, I need some accounting help here. I can't afford it, obviously, 
the yeah. full price because I'm a startup. Can you help me? And maybe there's something I could do in for you for a turn. We could do, you could throw a party for all your clients. They could bring their dogs. I will mm-hmm. supply all the treats for you for their dogs. And you have exactly. a new bond with your clients. But I need help with accounting. And I will eventually pay you the right price. But right now, I'm yeah. struggling as an entrepreneur. I could use some help. Can you help me build up? And if the or other person's are... Show re- me how to do like a certain calculations or yeah. certain bookkeeping so I can take notes and then do it myself. You know, I mean, there's just... You know, that way you don't have to rely on them every time you can like, I wouldn't say the maintenance, but the, you know, the ongoing keeping track of your, your data you can do, and then you just have to pay them to what have you at the end. You know what I mean? So there's, there's a lot you can do, but people forget that they're talented in a lot of ways. It's not just the entrepreneurial business. Like I said, like, you know, if I need something, I don't mind helping someone out creatively or they can bounce ideas off me if they are already creative, you know, because we all need that. And I, I you know, it, it goes very far with people to be able to offer help or take on something that maybe they didn't see, just like I do with my friend Kate. Like, like, does this look bad? I'm too close to this project, you know? Oh, Marcy, you need to do X, Y, Z. Okay. You know, and try to remedy it as soon as you know. So, yes, definitely. I hear you. And I think it becomes your business. The businesses, the clients, the, you know, if you have a client that's hard and they're going to always barter over money, it's only going to get worse as you grow and the oh, more money yes. you get with but it. But that goes for like any business for yep. sure. So, I mean, it's that, it's that simple, right? Like how your business grows, how you evolve, what contracts mm-hmm. you take on. And it goes back to the what I said. It's like, oh, I'm going to take on Whole Foods across the country right now. Well, if you're not... A facility and you don't have a production company that has multiple facilities across the coast exactly. it's really hard to do and i know everyone's like oh i found one facility and i'm going across all the walmarts and i'm like that's still really hard to do because you're putting all your eggs in one basket and if that manufacturer doesn't have multiple plants like exactly like and ingredient problems now and and so we live in a world where you need to find partnerships that are growing on your same level and and how do you do that that strategically matches your businesses and and a lot of entrepreneurs that's how they make it they just know that they have to find people that are in the same struggle at the same time they are if if i'm justin i'm going to a billionaire who's made it and i'm trying to get advice from him he can give me a lot of advice facing backwards but i'm not learning a lot from him in the now it's yeah. not because he's not there anymore. And while he can help me get there and guide me, it's not going to be as impactful in my day-to-day life if I actually do business with an entrepreneur that's also building a business like I am. And we can help sure. each other build our businesses. Yeah, and no, there's... absolutely. And I think that's a great angle to go on. I think it's really great. And you can utilize the people that are the big businesses for their information, for for, you know, the graciousness that they're trying to help you out, you know, and, and show you like what what ways to pivot certain obstacles or what have you. But, you know, being with people, too, that you're supporting one another, they found va- they find value in you and you find value in them. And so you're uplifting each other, which in turn is very positive, And then the messaging is positive. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So it's really good. So, I mean, what flavors do you have now? How do they find you online? Where do they find you on social media? Well, um, let's the flavor. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm like one step ahead, right? The flavors are veggie, peas, and carrots, and you can actually see the ingredients in them, like whole peas, whole shredded carrots. It's great. Um, cheesy bites, which we use mild cheddar, and you can see the cheddar in them, and then peanutties, which is all natural peanut butter, which is you know, all natural, just peanuts and, and some salt. That's it. And so it's it's great. I mean, I, I want to do new flavors, but I also know if I'm starting to amp up, adding another flavor is not going to help me right now. What's going to help me is nailing down the ones I currently have and then, you know, getting a fluid market for them. And then I can introduce something else. You keep piling on to get attention just to introduce something new. It's going to backfire. Yeah, so you agreed. need to be, you know, set in understanding what you're doing very intuitively, why you're doing it and how. And I think there's always a fine line in food between you have to always be R&Ding, but that doesn't mean you're always introducing. 
and we're yeah. so we're like so happy we discover something great we want to reduce it and market it and get the business in the door but in food like there's a lot of this get your product off the ground get your main ones off the ground and develop recipes and stuff and have an arsenal ready because when it is time to go with a retailer or a target and they're like well, yeah but i want something specific to me yeah you're prepared because that's the way this goes or oh i like that but maybe could you put it in a different pouch i i would like a one pound bag and not a, okay like yeah. i'm prepared well, for that's, that again when you grow i mean you might be able to do like we would love to do larger bones for larger dogs i mean my dog eats the smaller bones and i figure it's a good way for you know they're very healthy but you don't want to stick your dogs with like 10 treats a day you know regardless and so you know, I make sure that, you know, on my list of things to do is to make larger bones for larger dogs. So, you know, that's on my list of where I want to be later on as well, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. for certain. So what's next steps for you? Um, where do you go? You talked about a business partner, like you're about a year in, mm -hmm. I mean, you've, you've got your three main items, your Three main three, treats. Yep, three main trees. And you can find them just like because you had asked earlier at Marcy's Pet Kitchen.com. It's M A R C Y S Kitchen.com. Um, they will be on Amazon, Amazon soon. Um, that's one of our next steps. I've already set it up. I just have to put together the store with my business partner. And that's going to be a learning curve. But, you know, she knows her stuff and I can listen and take notes. So, because I'll be managing it as well. Um, and I'm trying to think our next steps really are we want to tweak some of the packaging a little bit just to make sure everything's like visibly seen because the orange on the cheesy is just it's a little muted. So we want to brighten that up a little bit more so you can see the copy because the copy's in white on the packaging. Um, we want to do that. We want to do a few more things. Um, and like we have we have our resources and stuff, but we want to look into a few more. So there's a lot of little things, but it's nothing that couldn't be done like within the month, you know. So we cool. have we have really big plans to, you know, get this product out there. I love this and I love the prebiotics, the probiotics. I love that you, you ran into uh, an issue about a year ago and decided that like you didn't even hesitate to change the name. I think a lot of people would have gotten stuck and tried to fight it. Oh, um, absolutely. absolutely. You know, you're right. You're right. I mean, my partner and I were even talking and she was like, we, you know, let me let my creative do the packaging and see, we can run a test and see like what people think is the best packaging and why they think it is. And we'll put it up against each other. That's fine. I mean, I lost my ego back in New York City when I did creative. So that's not a problem for me. But here's the thing. If you want to grow, you've got to do what's uncomfortable, you know? I mean, just because if the other packaging wins doesn't mean I'm a horrible creative. It just means that, you know, they took a different approach and it worked. Do you know what I mean? And not like this hasn't worked because it's showing me that it worked. But it could be better. You know what I mean? So why not? Well, and one of the greatest things that's happening in food, I feel like, is... With the different perspective, with the different trained professionals, even in pet foods, is we're starting to see entrepreneurs come in with more than just a I'm a chef or I'm a foodie or I'm a yeah. or I'm a business person. Like we're taking a group of skills or superpowers in an individual or the entrepreneur and in your case, but and we're exposing it, but we're also doing is we're attracting people by doing that. And by attracting yeah. people, we're also bringing in outside ideas because we as entrepreneurs eventually get too close ourselves. So the exactly. very thing we're trying to disrupt, we no longer can disrupt because we're too far into it sometimes. And yeah. so it's good to have these opinions come in and have the open mind that you're saying, which I love. Um, I also think that sometimes when you get creatives that aren't in that business, they come up with ideas that revolutionize the way it's marketed and packaged. Exactly. Like that's where you get disruptive marketing and everything from. It's just totally different than everybody else is doing. It's great, you know? Absolutely. It's wonderful. It most certainly is, you know, but. So we have about nine minutes here, Marcy. And sure. so I'm going to leave it to you. I'm going to try not to ask any questions. I can't help but talk. But I really want to give you time <laughs> to just, I mean, you're an inspiration. Like you're Please. a woman leader. Um, you're a woman entrepreneur. You're, you've built a business with struggles. It's a, it's a competitive industry as anything yeah. in food is, even with animals. Sure. And so just 
I mean, if anyone's out there struggling to figure it out or, or trying to figure out what to do or wants to be an entrepreneur, I mean, I sort of leave it with you. It could be leadership, could be anything you want to talk about or pass on, but I feel like I should give you the floor for a while. Well, I mean, I think that for people like doing their business plan, which is hysterical because my, my father always told me, do your business plan, you know, after revise it. And I do, and I do, but not as often as I probably should, but I do. Um, you can have goals for like the next six months. And let's say you want to go into full production by a year. Like, what do you have to do to get to that point? Like all aspects, like social media, advertising, events, like me and a few other girls in the pet industry, we are launching an event. It's a fall market with all pet supplies for local vendors and things will be there and all that kind of stuff. So you got to take initiative, you know, because if you really want to get to a certain place where you're manufacturing later, you have to have stuff in your back pocket. You can't be like, Oh my God, I got to find someone like today. No one's going to answer you today. And it's hard because even when you're smaller, I call places and people like didn't even call me back because they're like, she's a nobody. You know what I mean? But when you have connections with other people and you're talking about it with other people, they have referrals of people that can help you. I mean, you tap into one person, think of all the people that they know that someone could be relevant to you and think about the other person. Now you've dug in deeper they're relevant to you. Imagine how much more people they're relevant. So you definitely should, you know, be talking about this, be excited about it, um, write down your goals, have stuff in your back pocket. Because even if you are just talking to somebody who knows somebody, that's more progress than you did yesterday. You know what I mean? So. Well, and I think I that's the it. thing. And I and gosh, I and I'm going to say this, and I will. Sure. And Centurion Battalion podcast as I catch up on releasing all the episodes that I have to actually cut in the intros and outros that mm-hmm. Elaine has been gone for. It's um, one of the things that I think is so important is that no matter what you're doing in life, if you get stuck doing something that you don't want to do, it's important to hit it with vigor and appreciation because these weird little things, especially as an entrepreneur, even mm-hmm. if it's community service with your kid, when you're an entrepreneur and you're your brand also, you're marketing all the time and your character yeah. unintentionally becomes the brand during that time yeah. and it's yeah. a lot there and it's even when there's business partners there's a brand becomes a blend of the two but mm-hmm. it's it's very strong in the personality so my thing is this and what you talked about is that you never know who you're making an impact on and exactly. if you don't always go at it with vigor and in- intensity or intention Good, yeah, positive intention, yeah. Yeah, it's, you're, you just, you sort of stumble your way through life. And the entrepreneurs that don't make it because they really didn't make it is the ones that don't handle things with this vigor and intention every day, which is going to your point, which is what are my goals? What are they from yeah. a year from now? And am I thinking about them every day? Yeah, At least once exactly. a day. Is there some point in my time where I know how, and it's asking my question, how do I get there? And yeah. everyone's like, when am I going to get there? Or what is it going to take? Well, no, it's really just a how. Because asking ourselves how, we start putting into our mind all these little things that happen that I'm talking about. The little vigorous moments that, yeah. oh, like, okay, well, maybe I should open the door for that person at the store. I don't know who they are, but it's probably good. And I don't know who they are. I may run into it again in a business meeting. Oh, my God, you were that guy you opened the door for yeah. me the other day. Yeah. And Every I will tell day, yeah. you... That has happened to me a lot. Or someone saw me pushing in a shopping cart at the grocery store. And I know everyone's like, it's this big topic about the grocery stores. But it's a real deal, especially in your communities when people see you doing it. And that solidifies and helps your business, even if you're a national business. Yeah, like this month, even wrapping yourself around some wonderful non-for-profits. I mean, donating for October... Um, we're going to be donating to a facility that, you know, helps um, the displaced animals um, since the hurricane. And but normally what we do is we we donate to Onyx and Breezy. They're based in New York. They help pat cats, dogs and horses. So you're not just getting the dog lovers um, to respect your brand. And you're giving back to them because their mission is to help the quality of life and or saving the lives of these horses, cats and dogs. And, you know, I try to help promote them whenever I can because they're a wonderful charity. There you have having this huge event now where they have a store up 
um, you can purchase something from their store for gifts for the holidays or what have you, and the money gets donated. And the best part is 100% of it gets donated because they don't have this huge facility. They're working you know, with a bunch of cases and they go on site. So all the money that you give goes to these animals. And that was one of the huge reasons too why I completely back them, you know? So any percentage that we have, we have a percentage that goes for every bag sold that goes back to them. Uh, And anyone who's listening in, I'll put that, um, I'm going to release the episode today, uh, being October 14th, that we're going to release it. I'll cut it today so we can get it out today. But I'll also, so the audience knows, um, I know it's on your Instagram because I saw that as well for the nonprofit for yes. Hurricane Ian and the the um, the fundraiser sure. or however you want to call it um, for the donations. But I also will put it on my Instagram and on Justin the Food Entrepreneurs on Instagrams in the story, so everyone can see that because I think it is important that we do this now. It's important that I raise the level of awareness if I can to help you do that no, right now. No, and that's now. so appreciative. We appreciate it so much. And I know they do too. And so I I, I guide you off track, but um, is there anything else? I mean, gosh, that's I agree with you. I think wrapping yourself up in ways that you can help are really exactly. important right now. You know, and I've had people give me extra money because they want it to go. I had one woman buy my treats and then give me an additional fifth day so I can give it to the non-for-profit. So, I mean, it's just, it's just amazing. Like what people are out there and how, you know, they love animals. They want to partake. They don't mind giving you a little extra change so you can then donate it. It's, it's great. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, there's, there's not too much. I think one of the best advice I would say is try not to put puzzle pieces that don't fit because eventually it'll blow up in your face. So if you're faced with something and it doesn't work out, don't think that nothing else is going to come around. It just wasn't the right time or the right person or what have you. Um, and just make sure that you delegate what needs to be done. And if you have to learn from the person to do it yourself, that's fine too. There's nothing wrong with that. But you know, listen to the advice other people have, listen to suggestions they may have, because if you start hearing those suggestions multiple times, then maybe you should start changing how you're doing something, you know, whatever, whether it's packaging or your social media or, you know, lack of being in the community, whatever it happens to be. Um, it's really important because then you're going to saddle yourself worrying about bookkeeping when there's someone you can pay for what have you just to get it done for you. And that's completely off your mind. You know what I mean? So, I mean, that would be really wise. Yeah. And I agree. I think it's about keep trying. And if you, some infant, you have a business or you're in food, sometimes the failure is necessary to rebuild or do it properly or whatever. And it happens, or you need to change the name like you did and all the work at time you had put in. You feel yeah. like you're starting over, and yeah. there but are you know those what? moments. If I, had, if I had done that and st- stuck with Barkley Bites, guess what? Someone could have been like, that's the name of my company, three years later, and yeah. then you have to relaunch again. Like, yeah. no. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know? I took the advice of the attorneys, like, Mars, I know you really like that name, but you're really setting yourself up. I'm like, you know what? We're not going to do that. We're going to redo it. (laughs) I agree. I think it was the right move. Thank you so much. No, thank Um, you. And anyone who's in the audience will be releasing, I'm going to do a leadership podcast with Marcy here in the next um, week or two, and we'll be releasing that. So I look forward to that because I really, we talked a lot about food and being an entrepreneur, but I think you're a fantastic leader and role model um, for the world and what you're doing. And so I can't wait to do that as well. So thank you again. Yeah, I'm super excited to do it too, for sure. And everyone in the audience, thank you guys. I love you guys. Try out Marcy's Pet Kitchen if you have dogs. Seriously, I know our dogs have loved them when we've had them. Um, And I do have a dog, like I said, with a sensitive stomach. So they do work. And that's why one of the things I wanted to emphasize it without being your salesperson for everyone on the podcast. But but it is an actual thing. These probiotics and prebiotics and all natural foods for our pets and and all natural ingredients and stuff like that. And looking at the package. Yeah, it really, you know, you're limiting what's unnecessary in their diet. You know, period, end of story, you know. And it's important. And we sort of joke around about human-grade dog food, um, and it's becoming a trend. But the reality is, is we're kind of actually missing that all animals have been 
used to eating whole foods except the last 150, 150 mm-hmm. years, sorry, for the 150,000 before that we came around or whatever times 20, whatever amount of hundreds mm-hmm. of thousands of years it's been. But either way, we've only recently changed it. And so we just have to realize that we messed around with something that we can fix with food, both for our animals and for ourselves. So I appreciate yeah. you doing that. And I appreciate what you're doing. Um, especially for all the animals and their owners, because I know that stress when your pet is going through something can be hard. So preventative stuff like this is huge. And then you're kind of racking your brain. Like, what do I need to do? Let me take him to the vet. Let me do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like $500 later. (laughs) Yeah. No (laughs) kidding. You just need to change their their treats and food, but they're super important and they're there to help out the vet. So, you know, you got to listen to them for sure. Cool. Well, I will let you go. Thank you, everyone in the audience. Enjoy your weekend. And I appreciate it. And thank you, everyone, for listening in. Thank you so much, Justin. Thank you.